Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hello and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. I'm your host, Jay Stevens. Very special guest today. We're excited to have him. A Grizzlies favorite, even though you're not even here anymore, people still talk about you and they sure miss you. It's Travis Howe. Travis, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Howie, is the, as everybody calls yeah. you. Howie. <laughs> um, so I want to start and get to know you just like, you know, we got to get to know what makes you tick. And, uh, and to do that, I think we got to get back into the beginning of it and find out, uh, like, what's your first memory of hockey? Uh, shoot. Um, I just remember growing up, like, me and my brothers, we all played, and we were always kind of like the better players on the team, which is kind of ironic. The skill guys, as we like to say. <laughs> and uh, But, like, just ripping around and, and, and mini mites, and it'd be me. I mean, even watching my brothers, too, but, like, in my own personal time it was like i'd have the puck and it'd be nine other people kind of following me and we'd be we'd be the point guys to say the least but um and yeah. this is this is in massachusetts yeah back so home what's the town where, where are you uh, from? falmouth massachusetts is uh where i grew up mostly okay yeah small i mean in the in the winter time it's smaller town like thirty forty thousand, and then summertime that's when it's like a pretty good like tourist spot in a sense some areas anyway um gets upwards over a hundred thousand probably in the summer so oh wow that's huge big turnover yeah it's a huge growth yeah all right so you're younger how many brothers do you have i got two older brothers and an older sister half sister okay. and yeah. you're the youngest in the family i'm the baby yeah okay yeah. all right so were you picked on a little oh, bit yeah, yeah oh, okay was, all right see that's how we find out how you take <laughs> yeah that, that's for sure all right so uh you're mini mites you're the skill guy yeah yeah that's Just, uh i always wonder um guys that uh you know that fight that there's got to be a switch and we'll talk about that more too is that because um, man you masked up a, a lot of pems in the last few years yeah and that's that's oh. probably not what your parents were thinking you were going to do when you're no leading God, the charge no. no so you grow up you play mites uh play high school in massachusetts uh for two years i actually i actually quit hockey in eighth grade um didn't play anything um yeah i was done with all pretty much sports for a while and then i started playing um I started back playing my junior year in high school. A couple of my like old buddies who I grew up playing with, um, we would before the junior year started. They were saying like they needed, um, like they were going to be pretty good, but they like needed a defenseman anyway. And uh, like I grew up playing D most of my life, so I've I mean I'm actually a better hockey player at defense, but just sometimes the boots are a little too slow for that. Now, like especially <laughs> with some of the speed guys nowadays. But um, 
but yeah, and then they so they had me uh, or convinced me to come out to a couple like captains practices and. So and then I, my first one, I was like, "All right, I'm playing again." Like this is well, high school hockey, in Massachusetts is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some pretty good teams. So to take a couple years off and be able to go back, I mean, that's that's got to show your skill level at the time. I mean, you definitely had the skill, right? The natural natural yeah. ability. Yeah, I um, I, I mean, I I was I was still like pretty decent, I guess, um, to a point. Like I was more of a stay at home defenseman or kind of like. a I guess at the time, and f- obviously physical. I've always been a physical player, just because of like my side and my brothers as well. Like we're all pretty big, pretty big boys, and like um, so yeah, we were always pretty physical, no matter what level we played at or until we started, we're able to hit anyway. And then um, like especially like high school, and then uh, like for a bit, like when we got older, playing midgets anyway, like guys would want to take the run at the big guy, and that's how kind of that would usually start, and then. Um, but yeah, and then high school was my junior year. I actually played D, and then my senior year I played forward. Um, towards the end of the, my senior year, I went back and played D, like because we were we were we had a pretty solid team and we were making a run for it in states, and um, we were kind of I guess weaker on the back end. So towards the end of the year, I went back and just I guess did what I could. Okay, <laughs> but and how did you guys? Uh, did you guys? How far did you go in the state playoffs for senior year? Uh, it was our I think second round. We went out. We lost to Milton. Um, two to one. Our our starting goalie actually got kicked off our team, um, just for like off ice reasons and like school, like grades and all that stuff and some other issues. But so we had our backup who wasn't the best goalie and he had like severe ADD. He was just kind of like all over the place and um, it PD Negri's his name, un, like unreal kid. Um, but then he like he played the best game I've ever seen anybody play. Like he made he made saves where it's like a backdoor easy tap and he's throwing a stick back and it hits a stick oh, yeah. and goes up in the netting. It's like saves like that were shouldn't be made and he was making them and uh, he he definitely kept that a game. But they had scored with I think it was like fifty two seconds left or something stupid like that to go up two to one in the third period and it oh, was. Geez. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a dagger for sure. All right, so you'd already kind of quit hockey at one time, and now you're, you're finishing your senior year. You, you're, you're out in the playoffs. It's an immediate finish. That's one of the craziest things is that you don't know if you're going to play another yeah. game, and then all of a sudden it's yeah. over. What what makes you decide to, to go on? Um, honestly, at the time, like, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to play. Like, I, I didn't really kind of going through, like, other stuff um, away from the rink, and I wasn't, like – me and my brothers weren't like the quote unquote like like hockey players growing up. Like we just kind of played all the sports and and whatnot. And then, but um, I ended up my brother had um, played up in Moncton uh, the year prior in the in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And uh, after that, so the coach from that team ended up getting in touch with me over the summer. Um, to, he wanted me to like go to camp up there uh, for my to start like I guess my junior career in a sense and. Uh, and at the time I couldn't because I was living with my grandmother at the time, and she um, she was like real sick and whatnot. But she, uh, so I told him I was like I I can't really go to camp when it started just because I was like living with my grandmother and uh, and then after she had um, passed, I ended up I was I was able to go. But this was like September, like early September, I think at the time, and. Um, and his son, the coach in Moncton's son, uh, his name is Brad. Uh, sorry, Danny Flynn was the coach in Moncton, but his son uh, just stopped playing, and, and his first year coaching was up in Manitoba. 
Never heard of Manitoba in my life. And uh, <laughs> Swan River, Manitoba. I love that oh, place yeah. to this yep. day. Yep. And uh, the Swan Valley Stampeders was my uh, was my introduction to junior hockey and just kind of stayed in love with it, I guess, in a, for a sense to keep keep. I don't playing. know. I don't know how I didn't see this. Tell I didn't, I honestly didn't realize that you played in the Manitoba Junior League. Yeah, yeah, the right. MGA. Yeah, that's, I loved it there. I played there too. That's uh, yeah. that's uh, and then that's there's crazy. a bunch of Utahns that played there, which is kind of funny. It was like the only thing. There's that, a lot of like Midwestern guys I would find yeah. that would play in that for like Americans anyway that would play uh would play up there. So it was pretty funny. Oh, that's, that's cool. cool. When yeah. you say, it's funny. I I see. I have all your stats right in front of me, and I've gone over them. And I saw, you know, I saw where you jumped from high school, and then I saw your your stint in the queue. But I never saw the MJ. So yeah. that's that's funny. That's that's. Uh, that was the first year. I was a Cirrus Elk. Oh really? I, I hear they they don't exist anymore. And then I spent a minute with the the Brandon Stingers. Okay. Played out of the same building as the Wheat Kings. Oh but wow. Okay. That's kind of funny. Uh. So all right. So that's crazy because I'm telling you, even. Uh, like, this is 2013, 2012, 2013, and you have kids doing everything they can to get coaches' attention to, to you know, make teams and begging to be in leagues like this, and you got guys calling you saying, yeah, you know, come to camp. If you can't make it on time, then we'll still find a way yeah. to work in. Yeah. That's got to be cool. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, I definitely have to, I guess give uh like i guess my brother some credit for that because he's like we were the same player he's he's a tough guy he's, he's the biggest savage i've ever met in my personal opinion i mean biased obviously my brother but <laughs> um but yeah he uh so like they obviously knew who he was because he played there and at the time he was he was i mean not many guys really picked fights with him in the in the queue and whatnot so they just figured that and like i at the time like i didn't really like I knew that, like, I was going to have to fight to, like, kind of keep going if I wanted to keep, uh, which I had obviously still don't have a problem with that, but, um, like, I just didn't know how to play the role yet. Like, I had never, I just came from high school straight into junior, so, like, I, it wasn't, it was kind of like a, I just saw it on TV growing up. Like, I never knew, like, what, like, the actual role, like, the what it had to do with or, like, how to how to do it, in a sense, uh, essentially, and um it took me it, i mean it, i'm still learning but um it definitely took me a couple of years to to try and figure it out um so but they I, just figured that that's what i would that's what i was they, like they was brought like, you yeah. in to be the enforcer yeah yeah pretty much so had had you fought in midgets or high school i mean i i've had my fair share off the ice for sure growing up and then like against like fight my brothers way too many times growing up just getting right picked on and i mean i kind of just learned to take a beating before i could do anything <laughs> before that because like i mean, I've, I've never won a fight against my brothers i mean there have been maybe one that was somewhat close and i came out of there with like two closed eyes and big old gash on the top of my head so like i it wasn't really that close in a sense so, like, so when is your first hockey fight uh my first hockey fight i mean i i guess with like gloves off and helmets off um, would have been like a summer league, a summer league tilt. I think going into my first before the summer prior to going into my first year of juniors, um, I forget the team we were playing. I think we were at Foxborough, Mass. My brother was actually there, and uh, I remember we the kid had I fought the kid on the ice because he had cross checked me in the face, and then I kind of gave him one back, and then we dropped our gloves, and I like one punched him, and he went down. And then I we got off the ice, and this is like two seconds before the first intermission, 
and then the kid comes storming down the hallway and like I was in the locker room at the time the kid's yelling and my it was just me and my brother in there at the time and and then we're like is that him and my brother like pokes his head out and he's like he's like yeah the kid's actually like coming down the hallway he's like what do you want to do and we both kind of looked at each other and he just like opens the door and I go out the door and I ended up scrapping the kid in the hallway <laughs> and uh I think I tuned him up pretty well and um then obviously I was done for the tournament then, but I just it, I, that was probably my first. Yeah, I think that was my first memory of a, a wow. hockey fight that actually turned into an off ice fight, which was. I don't know of many that rekindle in the in the hallway. I mean, a lot of them once you fight, you fight yeah. it's over. But yeah, okay. So you you have your first fight before juniors. You get into juniors, and you know that's what they're going to expect of you. Manitoba is a rough league. Oh yeah, like that's the main big old farm boys out there. Yeah, and, and a bunch of reservation kids. Yeah, oh, the yeah. natives. Yep. Those are the toughest I've ever fought. Like those guys are. You, I hit them twenty of your hardest shots, and they're sitting there smiling at you. Yeah, it's like yeah, that was pretty frustrating up there. That's uh, that's where I had my first hockey fight. Yeah. I learned that I really shouldn't fight. <laughs> but uh, all right, so that's just crazy to me that your first one ends up in the in the hallway too. Because you've got a you've got history you've got more stories with that too right you've got didn't you have one with the Grizzlies that ended up in the hallway too uh, I was uh, not in the hallway it was actually on the other team's bench but I it, nobody <laughs> threw a punch I I got mauled by the t- two linesmen and a couple of my teammates which I was kind of I mean in hindsight I mean I'm glad obviously nothing kind of ever nothing like escalated to where it needed to happen but at the time i was upset with a few of my guys for like pulling me away and i'm like in a situation like that and i start doing that i'm like you grab somebody and start hitting them and i'm gonna grab somebody and start hitting them and let's just turn this into a a party but (laughs) looking in hindsight i i definitely i'm glad it didn't kind of turn into that because that nine game suspension would have been friggin 30th <laughs> i'm guessing the way that this league likes to punish me so yeah so and but you weren't were you dressed for that game or no. were you, you were in a suit i was scratched yeah i was <laughs> how does a guy go from <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about this later but let's just get it out now how does a guy go from a suit <laughs> and in the stands during the game to on the opposing team's bench in a scrap um so like we were losing that game it was probably five four five one maybe and there's like two minutes left and uh the scratch guys were up in the box so like we weren't gonna come back and we had um gone back down just into the locker room and there's the clock in the locker room that had got hit zero so the game's over and i hear the like the fans going nuts so i'm like oh okay well it's obviously a fight so i just kind of walked down the tunnel and i at the time i had zero like I did like wasn't planning on doing anything stupid. I just wanted to watch the fight. And um who was it? There was the brawl down at it was like down at their end, um, down in the corner by the where the Zamboni doors are and uh I think it was Mitch Jones who was fighting um Mitch Moreau's actually, who I didn't I didn't really care for too much playing against him. And um so, like, at the end of every game, win or lose your home rink, you go to the middle, you tap your sticks to the fan. That's just, like, I feel like that's just, like, every rink in minor hockey for, like, the home team. Like, you always do that. So, like, after the brawl happened, we're going to the – we're going to the – or our team's going to the middle to tap their sticks, and Moroz is screaming, like, get the F off the ice. Like, you guys are clowns, blah, blah, blah. And then he – and then I saw that, so I couldn't really keep my mouth shut. And then I – told him what I thought he was and what I think of him and his team and and he uh 
and I was like, I wasn't like on their bench yet. I'd like kind of just slowly walk down to like where the benches meet, and then he called me a name that like I just when I'm mad and somebody calls me, I just kind of went off, and then I went onto their bench and I was kind of charging down like at him, and then the little then everybody jumped in. Well, the guy that he is, he was he gets on the bench, and as I'm coming down, like chirping him, like clearly trying to fight him, he gets back on the ice, and then like I'm like three quarters away down the bench, and I think one of the lines, I forget which one, because I had I had really good relationships. With, I always have good relationships with most refs and linesmen, just because like like they they like to to see fights and stuff. So like, how are you gonna get into one tonight and stuff like that? So like we we and we like joke with each other. But one of the line he like came like, Superman flying over the bench and like kind of tackled me. <laughs> and then another one came in, grabbed me, and then there uh, I forget it was like two guys on our team had kind of pulled me back from behind. And then their coach Neil Graham um, was a really good guy. Yep. Uh, he uh, he played with my oldest brother years and years ago. So like we. We uh, I always had like a mutual respect. I hated his team, but like I, I still to this day I think he's a stand up dude. And um, and then he was kind of like in my face, like telling, like kind of getting the trying to calm me down, saying it was like him and how he calmed down, calmed down, blah blah blah. And, and at that point, his the assistant coach, who I'm not a fan of, Sheehan, um, like he was yelling at his guys to, and they all kind of scurried down the tunnel, like back in the, and then I got back on our bench and went back down our tunnel and then got a i kind of knew something was coming i just didn't think get the phone call from the league pretty much actually that that one i didn't i didn't have to talk to anybody for that one um the one i got this past year i had to i had to talk to all right we'll, we'll talk about this year more uh all right so you play manitoba and that's, I mean, that's where a lot of guys just go, and that's the end of it for for, yeah. for most guys. But you, you kept going. You ended up in the NA after that. Uh, I went from the Manitoba, and I had a real short stint in the queue, and then went down to the Maritimes. I loved it out there too, um, in Nova Scotia. And then my last year juniors, I was down in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, in the NA. That place was that was a treat. Yeah, it's like a vacation year round. It's you're in shorts, t-shirts in the middle of winter. Going to the beach, fishing, hanging out like not typical hockey no, guy stuff. No, yeah. absolutely not. We were just talking about that a minute ago. Uh, just talking about the with Arizona having Arizona State having an NCAA Division One nationally ranked program on one of the biggest party campuses <laughs> in the world. And then, can you imagine being like you know, or you being from Massachusetts or some Manitoba farm kid? Going, yeah. Wait a minute, I can go live here. And wear flip flops and shorts yeah. year round, and just go to the rink and not yeah. have to freeze and hang out at pool parties during the day after practice. All yeah. day, yeah. No, that would be a that would be a treat for sure. <laughs> all right, so Corpus Christi, and then at some point you decide you're going to give it. A, you're going to go pro. Yeah, I uh, was that you, or were you getting phone calls? Well, I um in Corpus, like I I. I like I met some really really great people down there, and I uh, our owner was like an oil field guy. That's where he got. Uh, that's where his money came from. And um, I was actually contemplating quitting and going into the oil field. And I I mean I I still make way more money than I do now. Not even close. And uh, but it's like that. That's just a grind. And right. I just still wanted to play. So I uh, after that I. I could, I could, well, I was going to go to Huntsville in the SP for a camp, just like a PTO. And then, um, my oldest brother actually signed in 
Berlin, like where we both started, or where I sorry where I started any, anyway in the Federal Hockey League and uh, the Fun Hockey League, I like to call it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So and then like a couple weeks before camp, my brother couldn't go, like couldn't start playing due to what some other stuff. And then uh, so I had called the Huntsville guy back. I'm like, hey, like do you, do you mind if you still got that spot? And he's just like, buddy, it's you get, you get two weeks before camp, three weeks before camp, like this that spot's been filled. And uh, so I was like, whatever, I'll just go start in the Fed and then see where that goes. And started there, played, I think, six games, got called up for six games to Mississippi, then got sent back for, like, a weekend. And then uh, I got sent back on, like, a Thursday. I played Friday, Saturday. I played Friday in Port here on Michigan. And then we had I flew into Detroit. Someone picked me up to go to Port here and played that night and Friday. Saturday we were back home in Berlin, New Hampshire against Port Huron, and it's like a 15, 16-hour drive, I think, that turned into like a 22-hour drive. Like we didn't start our game until 9.30. Like it was it – was like our bus broke down twice. Oh, yeah. It was just, I mean, that's just standard in the in, the, in that league. It's it's like if something like if your bus doesn't break down, I feel like on the way to a road trip, like there's something <laughs> wrong. Like something is there, – there's something wrong in the bigger picture. So, but – I loved it there. I still, I still have my my roommates that I uh, had there. I still talk to them all the time, and they're still really good buddies. So sometimes that grind makes you even better friends, right? Those, oh those, yeah, those oh, bus yeah. leagues. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, man, two hundred forty six mini uh, pems in the NA, and then back and forth in the SP. You had you know you're you're still racking up pems, and then uh, when do you get the call to go? When do you know you're going to the coast? Um, that was so after my my first year was like I was like the Fed year and then the SP I kind of split and then I I got called up to Macon uh, like the weekend before Christmas break and um, and that was kind of like my I guess in a sense like my coming out party because like I I had had like I had fought three times in Mississippi like had a couple good ones. Um, but not like to I mean I beat one kid up I guess um and then the other two were pretty even and then uh like I nobody really fight me in the fed fed was I mean it's not like how it used to be where it's just a goon league um but what was it so I had played there and then once well once yeah once I got up to make and I had played Fayetteville my first weekend and I had fought they had like one of the tougher guys in the league uh Drobot it was a real good dude he uh we had, we fought three times in those two games and in the last fight I like put him to sleep and um and that was kind of like okay I I, I kind of figured I wasn't really going anywhere after that because he was he's been around a while he was not many guys would fight him so I, I figured I'm tuning this guy up then like then that just kind of put me I guess on the map in a sense and um and whatnot and then i finished out that year with macon and then my the coach there who's actually friends with uh who i play for now in greenville he's uh he's friends with tim so they had like they were at like a summer like a hockey school or something like that in the summer together and they were talking and um tim just asked what if he had any players like me and so then that's kind of how that uh came about but like i i, I like honestly i looking back like i didn't even bring winter clothes with me like i didn't bring like when I came to camp, I was like, because Macon's down south, so I, I had all shorts, t-shirts, like <laughs> I think maybe two sweatshirts, if that, because I didn't think there was a, a shot in hell I'd make it. So I, uh, I was a little 
little shock, but it, it was good when I when I so I made it out of camp, um, and and it was like and like I, we were talking about earlier, like I like have a lot of respect for Tim because like he obviously gave me that shot that at the time nobody else did, and then um, like he was he was honest with me the first like until I knew that I really wasn't going anywhere, um, like especially in the beginning of the year, he was always like, hey, like I can't promise you tomorrow a week a month or like christmas the rest of the year i can't promise you anything just like keep doing what you're doing uh keep working hard keep playing your role and he's just like obviously hopefully things will work out and things kind of i yeah, guess they, definitely did work out they definitely so. did seem to work out for you and, they, and then you you stay in utah for two seasons and again the season one 234 minutes in penalties yeah and uh but you, you mentioned it earlier that you're learning the role Tell me about that. How do you realize what you have to do as a fighter? Because it's more than just going out and fighting somebody. Yeah, oh yeah way more. There's unwritten rules. There's ways to approach the game. There's a time and a place. Yeah. Like, how do you learn that? Well, the, the, I guess the time and the place was the thing that I've... And, like, when I first got to Utah, like, I guess in a sense... Like, when you're kind of a no-name coming up to a new league and that kind of the, the i guess the rules about like when to do it when it's smart when it's not like in a sense in, in my mind and i know a lot of other guys like me's mind that like that doesn't really matter like when i'm i'm here like i i obviously know what i need to do so like any chance i get to fight a sat or like a tough or a heavyweight on another team like i'm i'm doing it i don't care what the situation is just because i want to like prove myself and 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 prove to not only the other the guy who i'm fighting but like the rest of the league that like hey like i'm kind of here to stay like i'm not like it's like you guys can chirp and tell me i don't belong here all i want but like when the gloves come off like i like trust me i'm not like gonna you're not just gonna like roll over me by any means so and that's probably something that a lot of people don't know is that when you get pulled up into the east coast like i was there for a few of your first games yeah. i remember and when you when you're in the when you go from the sp to the oh yeah the east coast league of course everybody's going to chirp oh, you yeah. and land here and, and just be like oh you, can you even turn left yeah, and, yeah. yeah i've had some good ones good uh good chirps on me for sure but uh i mean so for for the general fan they see a guy that gets pulled up and puts on the uniform and belongs there as far as they know they they don't know the, all the stuff that you've had to do in the past yeah. and that every day you're out there proving yourself and uh and then as a, as a fighter and i've got a really good friend that's that's a made a living of it the funny thing is he's also he's got his undergrad and his MBA from Princeton. Yeah. Like one of the smartest dudes I know. Yeah. But he, in the NHL he was a he was a fighter. Yeah. And he told me he's like you know the time, you know like you know what your job is. Yeah. But you also assume a um like an ownership of the team. Like you I he's he's like I felt like a lot of those players were my brothers or my kids or whatever mm-hmm. and it it was more than just I was gonna fight to motivate the team. Yeah, he uh, he took it personal when somebody hit somebody behind a play or oh, hit yeah. one of his guys, and he said he had a hard time f- turning that switch off. Once he was a fighter, he was a fighter, and uh, he had a hard time turning the switch off. Yeah, like he knew that it, there was a role to play, but he also just wanted to beat up everybody that touched his guys. Yeah, no, he's not wrong. Or is it Peros, yeah, Princeton guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was uh, he's tough, as tough as they come for sure. He's a, um, so smart too. He's yeah, just, I yeah. I can't relate on that level. <laughs> Definitely didn't go to Princeton, but yeah, no. I he that's spot on. Like I, I was um, 
I was just talking because I was just back in Greenville because like I was talking, I had to get cleared for my injury from last year. But I was staying with my equipment manager and stuff, and um, we were just kind of talking about last year and um, how I thought I did and whatnot. And because like I, I last year I was I got a chance to like actually play, and um, and like I was put on the first line. I was I was even put back on D a couple times. And really? um, yeah, I was, and like the game, I just hockey was easy. And like out east, it's a little bit softer, like not as much physicality. So like when I was on D, it was the easiest hockey in my life because no one would go near me. Like guys wouldn't finish check on the four check. Like guys wouldn't. Yeah, it was. I think I got hit like once, and I played D for four games, and the hit was from Garrett Hunt, and <laughs> me and him are buddies. So like oh. he. Uh, but when but what you were saying or how like Peros was saying about how he took like a f- offense to everything. So like my, my biggest problem was like, it's like when I see a guy on my team and goes out and like fights to answer a bell or like fights to stand up for a teammate. Like I, I get mad at my teammate for that. Cause I'm like, that's not your fight. That's not that's your job. job. That's yeah. my job. Like, and even in situations where like I'm playing a lot, putting in minutes, like and playing in like big situations, like I still can't, I I feel like that that's never going to change because it's like I don't know I don't know if it's just like a loyalty thing or just I like it even like goes back to like growing up and it's the same with like my brothers with their friends it was like if if any of my friends had problems it's like well I know that I'm definitely more capable of like handling it than you are so like I got it which also got me in a lot of trouble looking back so like <laughs> definitely probably wasn't the smartest thing to do but um but yeah, I, I I have that same I have that same problem, and I know a lot of other guys do. It's it's yeah, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a I guess you'd call it a, a dichotomy there because you got to fight, but you also got to know that sometimes you're out there and like yeah. you said, you're actually getting to play hockey. Though. Yeah, you get a, you're you're on the first line. They don't want you to drop the gloves on the no. first line. They want you to set somebody up yeah. or get an assist or. Yeah. You know, go go grind, and get your get your main guy. Up. That's what my coach this past year would always get like when I'd fight on the road. He's just like he's like we don't sell tickets in the other like the the away teams ranks. It's like you don't need to go fight. I mean, there are situations where like if I was standing up for a teammate, he wouldn't say anything. Right. But like if I'm like there there are guys where either a haven't fought or like I fought before and I know that they're savages and I know I have like re- we have mutual respect. So like push comes to shove, we play against each other. Like at one point, we're probably just gonna scrap just because like it's in our nature i guess like i, I it's like oh. I, it's i just don't feel like comfortable going through a whole game when i know there's like a heavyweight on the other team who's willing to fight and like we don't fight it's just like weird because like you just the nerves like before the games leading up and then like throughout the whole game like the nerves are still there it's like when's it gonna happen when's it gonna happen so like i'd rather just get it out of the way and and stuff like that so like i i yeah i don't know i uh but my coach would he definitely uh he wouldn't get like mad at me by any means but he'd, he'd chirp me a bit and like buddy like we're, we we sell tickets at our fight at our barn like you want to fight somebody do it at home and yeah like, but at the same at the same yeah. point i mean you you sell tickets at your arena and if yeah. their fighter came in and didn't yeah didn't fight you there that's oh, yeah that's and that's like what you were saying about like unwritten rules like there are times where like if i don't need to give a guy a fight but like i give a guy a fight because he he needs one or something yeah and next time, like we play against each other, or or ten minutes later in the game, and I need one, and you're and you say no, it's like okay, well, like now you're no. now I'm gonna make it like your whole team suffer because like you just kind of screwed me, yeah. And now your your best players are now gonna get hit way harder and way more because not even by me, just because like 
I've had te- like team. I feel like guys like pick up on that kind of thing too. For sure, yeah. So like they kind of respond. I mean, some guys anyway. More of the physical players more than anything, but um, but yeah, I don't know. So who is your uh, who's your fighting right? Do you have like one guy that you know you're gonna fight every time on the coast? Um, I don't know. I I mean I guess like. A lot of the t- like me and Hunt like me and Hunt had fought. We, I think we fought like nine or ten times over the last like three years. Garrett and, Hunt, yeah. Where's he playing though? He actually just signed a two-year deal over in the KHL. Oh, okay. And I, like I, I couldn't be more happier for the guy because he's not going to fight as much. And like, yeah. Um, that guy for the last decade, for being how small he, he is, is small. has oh. fought in the biggest, toughest guys twenty plus, thirty plus times a year. Yeah. And I don't care who you are, and if you don't have, I know a lot of guys don't have respect for the way he plays because he definitely plays with an edge, yeah, uh, with a big edge. But like for a guy that small, you have to, right? Like you have to. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I agree. I'm surprised that he fought you. I've been there, and yeah. I, I was also, uh, I was on the team, and then you guys went on the road, and they picked up another goalie on the road into Stockton when, and I don't know if you had to go, but when uh, Garrett ran. Stofflet from behind. I think. Oh no, that was in uh, Alaska. That was in, oh, yeah. it was Alaska. It was Alaska. Stop, it was that, last ended, year. that ended Stoff's season. Yeah, I mean, Hunt literally fought that next shift. Yeah, because uh, I wasn't on the ice. And uh, yeah, it was a corner. Uh, that's right. Stoff right. was, was like uh, pucking his feet in the corner, and I mean, it was a. Uh, I think he got away with the clean hit because of his size and like, but he, I mean, he definitely took like a. a lengthy run at stops and stops had like his head down getting the puck out of his feet and he and he put like he put a good hit on him um but yeah i mean just stuff like that guy that's why I, that's how guys definitely lose respect for him but at the same time like me being in the same role as him it's like i like i get it you have to you definitely have to play with that edge because like if you just kind of fight and you're just like you don't really play hard. You don't like. You don't hit like you're, you're like. Yeah, you fight, but you're like in effect. And if you're like not knocking everybody out in your fights or like beating the wheels off everybody, then like nobody's nobody's gonna be scared to you. No one's gonna be scared to play against you. Right. No one's gonna be scared to be on the ice with you. And like that's essentially at the end of the day, like that's what you want. Like you want guys to like when they come into your rink and they want to. You want to know. Yeah. You want them to know every time you touch the ice. Yeah. And and just like got even prior to like coming on the road trip, it's like damn, we gotta play, we gotta play Greenville like that. And like that was like a problem I thought we had last year. At times, we we worked really hard, but like we weren't like hard to play against in a sense um, at times. But I think this year's gonna be gonna be way different. We're gonna we're gonna have a, some really good players on top of like some big size gritty guys who it's gonna be. I think that's gonna be if guys are gonna say that pretty much when they come into Greenville this year and that kind of like well, makes good. me a little happier. So yeah. I want to talk a little bit uh, just to wrap things up here because a lot of the Utah fans don't know what happened. How? Why are you no longer a Utah Grizzly? You were kind of telling me the story and obviously you got traded and yeah. there, there's nothing you can do about it but um, tell me about the lead up to that, and or or whatever you can say. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, it, like, obviously, yeah. I mean, everyone knows I got traded out. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to go by any means. Um, I, uh, I loved it here, but at the end of the day, like, it's a business. So, like, I mean, you look at the NHL. Like, this is the National Hockey League, and guys are guys are getting traded, and they're making five million dollars like a year, ten million dollars a year. So, like, I, like, I'm just some like peasant in the coast. I can't really, get, <laughs> can't really get too like mad about it, but. uh but um they uh, cuz like the new affiliation obviously with Colorado and 
I think, um, well, I, I mean, uh, Colorado had their eyes on Herbert um, pretty well, and I mean, rightfully so. The guy's a top five player in the league. So, um, and then my coach, who's obviously my coach now, I played for him prior uh, when I was in Macon. He was the last coach I played for in the SP, and uh, he got the job in Greenville. And I guess the day that he got the the job, he called uh, Utah, and they didn't obviously go through with it right away. But I think with uh, with Herbert signing the, I forget if he was on a one way or two way deal last year, but um, with him signing there, they wanted to they want like they wanted to see because a lot of teams like when you sign a guy to a two way, their affiliate wants you to trade for him. Um, that just happens usually a couple right. times every year. And for for people that don't understand that, so if you get a two way contract, you got that means you have an NHL or an AHL deal and an East Coast deal. So you have a one way, which means just NHL, yeah. two way, which means NHL AHL. Or three way, which means the coast, and that means. So if if you're all of a sudden property of the Colorado Avalanche, they would like you to your rights to be yeah, in all the three leagues, yeah. yeah. And then, or like if they just sign like the American League deal, then they want your East Coast, East Coast affiliation yeah. with Utah. So that was, I think, that definitely had a big role in it. And um, so I think over time they obviously talked a bit and um, figured out a, a trade. But I think uh, the only way that like my coach was going to give the herbert guy up was if if i was part of that deal so um i mean yeah like i said like look at like at the time i was upset but like i mean i was like look, looking back now it's like from how i the way i play how i play and like where i came from in a sense like i like to be part of a deal with a player like herbert i was like i mean it's it's kind of funny oh, to right. me um a little confidence booster i guess but like personally it worked out like in like for me in my own career um like to start last season i was i got a camp invite to charlotte um played a preseason game there got sent back down to greenville like played really good hockey the first half of the year um i ended up getting called up to tucson um and that was like a, that was a dream come true i'd, I'd never <laughs> i mean a couple of years ago i never thought i'd be playing hockey ever again let alone playing in the american league so that was pretty cool and then uh got got sent back uh, a little bit before christmas and then the uh, second half of the year was a little tough one for me last year just with like suspensions and injuries and stuff but um looking to be completely healthy this year so this is your year this, yeah this will be I'm your hoping. year healthy no suspensions <laughs> yeah, yeah that's one my biggest my goal for this year is to because they they put a new like fight rule in and um so that you're only at a 10 fight limit um for the season yeah which like their reasoning the league's reasoning is to get rid of like the sucker punches and jumpings and all that stuff which i'm all for but like because i was like part of like i was our team rep for our union this year and we gotta have like a conversation about it with the player safety guy and our commissioner and like we were kind of arguing for like well okay if you're gonna like put these rules in then like let's get two refs like it right and and they were just oh we can't can't afford that yeah and i'm like so bad they yeah need, they need to find a way to afford two refs yeah that. and then the guys oh they're gonna be more professional then but i'm like well I've, i don't just like sucker punch people for no reason i don't just jump a guy for no reason so i don't know but we'll see we'll see how it works out but the good thing with this year we got a couple other guys on my team who are more than happy to drop the gloves so that'll take a little i mean hopefully take a little stress off me but i still doubt i'll I still doubt I'll have those same reactions of getting mad at guys for fighting, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, Matt, I'll tell you what, we're we're super excited to see what happens for you. And like I said, you're a crowd favorite here, and I've said it to other guys that were former Grizzlies that have come through here. People 
want to know what's going on with you. They Once they love you, they always love you. Yeah. You'll, you'll always be a Utah Grizzly to us. And when you come back and play against us, you know, there will be fans that are cheering for you. We'll be cheering for you. Yeah, absolutely. I always, I always appreciated the way you played. Yeah, thank uh, you. You always called me Mr. Stevens in the locker room, which is <laughs> yeah. nothing, ma- nothing makes me feel older. <laughs> Everybody else yeah. just calls me or doesn't talk to me, yeah. and they're calling me Mr. Stevens like I'm the coach. Yeah, that's probably my dad's the PE fault. teacher. <laughs> yeah. But, man, you're, you're, a good, you're a great guy, and yeah. I, I loved hearing your story, and I'm excited for your season this year. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And- All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's Travis Howe. And if you want to keep hearing stuff like this and you want to hear uh, all the things that are going on with Utah hockey, Utah Grizzlies, we're going to be talking college hockey. We're going to be talking high school hockey. We've got it all. We're going to cover the Junior A teams, the West Co- the Western States teams that are here. All you got to do is subscribe. Just text the word PUCK to 57500 or jump on kslsports.com and look under podcasts and that's how you find the utah puck report